Author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest, Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact from fiction. Fact from fiction. Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. And welcome to I Protest with Donald Jeffries. This is Tony Arterburn, producer and friend to the legendary Don Jeffries. It's his birthday. And of course, uh, this is take two. I don't know how this happened, but uh, we had a glitch on the first run. I'm fixing it, and uh, I would have Don laughing right now. Because <laughs> we always have this this sort of problem, but we, uh, we got a great show for you. This is a flashback episode all the way back to May of 2020 uh don's talking to the legend uh another legend uh john mcafee and uh it's a great interview i remember this episode uh, i was on the air right before don on truth frequency radio and i immediately just tuned in and listened to the entire thing and uh, i think you guys will enjoy it again it's don's birthday he's having a great day off we're going to play this episode put it up on the podcast i'll be monitoring the chat uh, so, uh, you guys, uh, let me know if you can hear it, make sure all the tech issues are good and we'll, we'll do right by Don. We'll make him proud, uh, in his absence. And uh, he'll be, I believe with us tomorrow on America unplugged and that's over on Rockfin, uh, forward slash America unplugged. You also see Billy Ray Valentine and myself, you guys enjoy the episode and I'll see you at the end. Take care. I protest. This is Donald Jeffries coming to you from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., as I do every Friday at this time. Very thrilled to have uh, John McAfee back on the show. He was on uh, about a month ago, and something happened that has never happened since I've been doing this show where the show didn't record, so I had more requests for that show than any other show I've ever done, and I couldn't get it to him, so he's kind enough to come back. Uh, you know, you all know him. He's the founder of McAfee Associates, creator of the first antivirus software, the 2016 Libertarian Party presidential candidate, CEO of LuxCore, a cryptocurrency company, so much more. Mr. McAfee, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Don. I'm, I'm happy to be back on. I, I can't remember. Are we under FCC regulations? No, no. We're, we're pretty much oh, okay. everything. If you listen to one of our commercials, they talk about toughtitty.com. So, uh, oh, okay. Well, so. I, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a, dif a difficult time holding uh, the uh, holding my tongue on, on certain words. No, you're, you're not, you you can pretty much uh, be as uh, free as you <laughs> want here on this. But uh, so what? So what is since since we were here last? Obviously. We, you were uh, very skeptical about this entire situation, as I am. So I, I, I don't imagine much has changed in the months to make you anything, anything less skeptical about it. Oh, no, absolutely not. It's just uh, a great deal more skeptical. Uh, I, I've been spending the month. Well, listen, uh, I'm in lockdown in a country where you get arrested uh, if you leave your house. So um, I have been uh, spending my time crunching numbers. 
why you know i'm a mathematician and i sort of enjoy numbers and so the more i crunch the more ridiculous this entire thing is yeah. now uh, um uh, this is my what fourth my fourth uh, uh interview today wow. uh, i was late for my last one because snopes uh called me they were they were uh, <laughs> urgently urgently going to publish something and they doubted my statistic uh, that uh, the death rate in New York City was uh, 250 times greater than the death rate in Tokyo, for example. Yeah. Um, so I walked them through the numbers and I did that, that, I don't know, I ran those numbers a week ago, I think, or more. So I ran them again using the, the new numbers and it's now 368 times greater than the death rate in Tokyo and 300 times greater than the average death rate of the 10 largest, most densely packed cities. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo is being the most densely packed. I don't know if anybody's ever been there. It's frightening. Uh, on subway cars, on subway cars, every door has two men whose job is to push, to try to make sure they can close the door because you're so packed inside. That hasn't changed. Tokyo has not locked down. Uh, and yet, New York City has a death rate 300 times greater than Tokyo. Uh, and of the 10 largest cities in the world, please, you know there's something wrong with the numbers. I mean, it doesn't take a, a, a mathematician or statistical specialist to say, oh, wait a minute, 300 times greater than every other city? Yeah, what, what I mean, because I, I have, and he's a fellow host of a show here on this network, who I have no reason to doubt him. Something appears to be going on in New York. I'm not, although I think they're exaggerating there as well. But uh, is is it possible that something was unleashed there? Because it seems like they caught stuff that no one else and nowhere else in the world did, other than maybe Italy early on. And then no, absolutely not, absolutely not. Uh, and Italy didn't catch anything either. Um, here's the issue: uh, if you look when um, the CDC a month ago announced new guidelines for determining COVID. Yes. Um, you, you do not have to test for it, they say. Uh, and if there's any doubt about the diagnosis of an uh, LRTI, a lower, lower respiratory tract infection, uh, then it's COVID. <laughs> That's when the numbers don't rise, okay? And um, to make matters even more uh, interesting, um, at the same time, the government announced they will pay $39,000 for every uh, diagnosed uh, COVID case in the hospital. Yeah. Think about it. So you're a doctor and, you know, the, or whatever, you work for the hospital, you, you know, you are paid based on what you do. And so you have an option. All right. So this person has either pneumonia or the flu or one of 319 other uh, illnesses that cause LRTI or... It's uh, COVID-19. Now, if I put down any of those other uh, 200 uh, diagnoses, I don't get any money. Yeah. If I put down COVID-19, I get $39,000. Well, yeah. what do you think, people, please? I know you go, well, listen, people don't actually do things that way, do they? Especially not doctors and hospitals. Uh, uh, let me clue you with hospitals or businesses, people. They are businesses. And if you, if you have the, by the way, you cannot question the doctor's diagnosis uh, on a uh, on a Medicare application. The doctor says it's COVID. It's COVID. Give me my thirty nine grand, and you take thirty nine thousand and multiply it by twelve thousand, 
do you realize how much money? And they're going to they're going to be needing it now too, because what, one of the strangest aspects of all this is we're supposed to believe we're in the midst of a pandemic, yet the, they're laying off workers left and right, and they appear to be losing tons of money. And how how do we explain something like that? I don't know. You know, I I just want numbers, um, uh, and the numbers are not adding up in America. They're not adding up in Italy. They're not adding up in Spain, Germany, France, or England. Uh, the, the most, by the way, the six most severely locked down countries on the planet uh, that account for, and, and you, you people, I, I challenge you, don't believe anything that I tell you. You should believe nothing that anybody tells you. <clears throat> Why don't you question me? You can go to who.int uh, and they have all the numbers of deaths and you can go to worldatlas.com and get world populations. If you can add, subtract, multiply, and divide, you can come up with the same answers well, that i do so and so those those six those six countries um account for seven percent of the world population guess how what percentage of the deaths in the world are 17 1 10 times as many please I'm a statistician. That's not possible. It's not statistically possible for new york to have 300 times the death rate of every city in the world please yeah. god that's impossible and their so number their numbers are so ridiculous the numbers are so ridiculous i i somebody people send me stuff all the time they sent me something today the official cdc statistics from april 16th that's a couple of weeks ago at that time they were listing covid deaths separately as 11,000 and they were it was 54 some thousand from pneumonia and the flu which is clearly where they're getting their total numbers now today somebody sent me another one where they've updated it significantly to 37,000 COVID deaths, but that's still way less than the 60-some thousand. This is the CDC that they're officially reporting. How can people not look at those numbers and question? Repeat that, please, hang on. Repeat that, so 37,000 where, in, in, what, in what location? No, this is total deaths, and this is what from COVID that the CDC is reporting. If you go to their website, oh, so I, the I have United, the United States. Yes, for the United States, and oh, and okay, 30, okay. thirty-seven to end because they're telling us sixty some thousand. It's going up astronomically every every day, apparently. But their <laughs> official statistics, if you look at it, they're you know it's way less, and and you look at obviously they're including pneumonia and flu deaths in the total. And I, I don't understand how I try to point it out to people, and they just they just give you a clueless look. Uh, by the way, there there are in fact over 200 viruses that, that can cause LRTI, uh, and a bunch of bacteria as well. So um, it's not just the pneumonia and the flu; those are just the most common. And by the way, uh, you notice that uh, worldwide, backed up by Johns Hopkins, uh, 234,000 as of two o'clock this afternoon um, have died in the world. Uh, yeah. And the, the season, the COVID season is almost over by the 21st of May. Since it's a seasonal virus, it's going to be gone. Uh, it'll be back in the fall. Do you know how much the flu kills every year? 630,000 last yeah. year. Yeah. Times, three times as much. And yet, yeah. locking down because of something which kills less than the flu? And yeah. they always, because, because the, the mortality is so much higher. Well, that's nonsense. Yeah. Both Stanford and yesterday, Oxford University both said, this is total nonsense. Uh, why? Uh, they've run studies not using anything, any any who numbers themselves. And said in England, they say at least 50% of the English population is infected. And if that's the case, the mortality rate is five times less than the flu. 
Stanford came up with exactly the same numbers. With them, they said three and a half times less than the flu. That's how deadly this thing is. And um, so if in fact half the population is infected, what's the sense in staying inside? It can't be done. It's not helping anything. You think yeah. viruses are, are going to just go on vacation because there's no one outside? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, nothing they're doing makes sense. Why are Walmarts open, but people can't go to the beach? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They're they're not even yeah. trying to make sense. Well, and that, Walmart Walmart is open because of their power. Let's get real. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, looking at it, I mean, you know, there it, it certainly would seem to be a better to be out in the sunshine and the beach. But it's you know nothing they're doing makes sense. Yeah, you would it's think healthy. so. You would think so. And, it's healthier. Well, um, anyway, the, here's, here's like I said, the statistic I was getting at is that the six most highly locked down countries account for. Of 71% of the deaths. Um, the online uh, Japan and, and others, uh, their death rates are at least 50 times less than lockdown countries. That's all I'm saying. So, the why, first of all, why did these countries lock down? Well, in America, uh, look at what happened. This bill, this $2 trillion bill, in that bill uh, were laws like um, the FBI in a state of emergency can arrest anyone and detain them without a court order and without charging them indefinitely, meaning you can do prison for life and have no charges against you and no judge saying, uh, well, this is unfair. No, do you understand? It gives governments around, and the same thing in Spain, Italy, uh, uh, and France, not in Germany and, and England yet. I guess they haven't figured it out. You know, but, um, <clears throat> no, this is one motivation for it to go, well, if we lock these people down and they're all scared, they will accept all of these draconian regulations that we're putting in. And how does it help the government? It gives the government more power over the people. Well, here, yeah, it's, it's what it seems like it's all though. here in America, and I imagine it's that way around the rest of the world too. All the things we're doing, what, being required to wear masks in certain places, the social distancing nonsense with police uh, giving people tickets and so forth. None of these are laws. No legislative no, laws. So how can they be enforced? <laughs> I know. That's what, that's what I have been saying. Uh, give me the legal basis for making people lock down. Show me what the law is that says I can find you uh, for leaving your house or not wearing a mask or touching you know, your wife. Um, where we are, by the way, you can't even touch your wife uh, oh. if you're outside the house. If you're going, in fact, you can't go with your wife. Only one person is allowed in a car, the driver, no passenger. Okay. So talk about dr draconian shit. Yeah, jeez. Uh, so, so, um, so, yes, um, there are, there's no legal basis for any of this, and yet they're doing it. Now, you tell me that the emergency powers uh, in the Constitution are given to presidents. Uh, does it allow such an extraordinary um, invasion of personal freedom and privacy? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But what what do you think of it? I I wrote an article that is going to appear on Lou Rockwell again uh, about the reopening. The the, re, the, re, the grand reopening it may be worse than the shutdown. Have you heard about these? Bill Clinton is pushing these uh, contact tracers, where he wants a contract tracer corps to go out and find people that 
have have tested positive and yes 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 well they're gonna have to isolate half the world because yeah literally no i'm telling you i'm telling you and and here's a beautiful thing uh, about the relationship between lie lies and truth lies they propagate instantly and with the speed of light truth propagates very slowly as it's propagating it eradicates lies 100 and within two weeks i promise you people we've already had reports from stanford and oxford Whitle, mit cambridge and every other major university in the world says wait a minute everybody's infected anyway because 99 percent of the people have no symptoms none just like the flu just like the flu 99 percent of the people who get the flu virus have zero symptoms and we get along just fine with that and in a flu season, we are all infected. This is 99% of us don't know. <laughs> so it's a sad thing. So when that happens, I want to say I can't wait for that day because it's coming very soon. What will where do you, politicians where do you... and leaders say? How are they going to spin that one? That's my question. Yeah, well, that, I don't know. I don't know how they they're able to spend what they're spending now. It's amazing. The numbers are there. We know from the the WHO and the CDC, Dr. Burks and the White House, they're all telling you what they're doing. And you you talked about the hospitals getting a yes. bonus for pay. I, I don't understand that's, how. <laughs> that's the stupidest thing. I I'm sorry. I, I hate to use the word stupid because it's, it's overused. All right. But in all sincerity, I don't have another word for it other than idiotic uh, or thoughtless uh, or uh, absurd. Uh, pick one. Either one will work for me. Um, to pay someone to write down on a piece of paper the word COVID nine six one. It can't be more than thirty seconds. That's that's thirty nine thousand dollars for thirty seconds worth of work. Well, listen, give me that job, please. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, they don't even try to explain why. I'm sorry, sir. No, no, they don't explain why, as you know, just for writing it down, why dishonest or not, and it's obviously dishonest, why would there be a payoff unless they're trying to get these numbers as high as they can and and protect the fraud on the public? Yes, that's the thing. As long as you, okay, Um, as long as you keep the sheep afraid. they will obey any order provided you convince them that obeying will keep you safe happy and healthy uh yes and so that's what they're doing listen how hang on america we're talking about the america i knew when i was going i'm born in 1945 and i was 15 uh, in 1960 okay um that uh, at that at when I was 15 years old, I mean, if someone had said, "Stay in the house," we'd have gotten guns out and started shooting. I was serious. It's like what? <laughs> Why back then we obeyed the law and we knew what the law was. And by the way, we had one tenth of the number of laws in 1960 in America than we have today. If that's of interest to anybody, um, which one it was? And I said, "What? Show me the court order." That would be it. It would be over, and we'd go about our business. But today, what happened? The mainstream media uses numbers like horror, staggering numbers. Yeah, exactly. Well, they recently said more more people. COVID now has taken more deaths than all the Vietnam War, which uh, they forget that the flu does that every year. 
but they never publicized that. Well, the flu does more than that. The flu does around six, well, the last two years has been over half a billion. Okay, last year, 640,000, and it's been on the rise. So, um, so yes, the um, they got staggering numbers, but when you're talking worldwide, worldwide, yes, of course, it's taken more than the Vietnam War. That was just American lives. We're talking worldwide people, a population of 7.8 billion. Do you see how the, the mainstream media has deceived using a trick called neuro linguistic programming? Yes, look at that. Worldwide, it's taken more lives than the Vietnam War. Well, that was just two countries, for heaven's sake. Wake <laughs> up, people. Wake <laughs> up. It's yeah, a trick. It's a trick of, of numbers. Yes, it has, but it's still just a quarter of a million out of 7.8 billion, that is one for every 50,000 people, one death for 50,000 people. Please, can you not see the absurdity of that? Uh, look, look it up, more people die falling off of ladders. So yeah. what do we do? Should we ban ladders? Or yeah. if you have a ladder, you've got to have someone watch you. Uh, while you put it up, I mean, please, it's insane. It's just no, it's, insane. It, it <laughs> is sorry. insane, and and at, at this point, it's so frustrating that there are there are a lot of people awake to it, but trying to convince those who are wearing their masks and are going along with this program is very difficult to do. What do you what do you think? Obviously, this is not being done for any virus, other than just more increased control. I mean, are, are we looking at a, a digital currency? Are they finally going to get their one world government? What do you think the end? The end? No, I don't. I don't that's it. I don't think that's it. I think what's happening is, is that the press, you understand, leads the politics. Now, if the press scares the people, the U.S. darn well had better <laughs> try and appease uh, the people, whether or not it's real. Who cares? The press has scared us. So, no, the government just took advantage of it. Um, some, like in Italy, uh, it's, it's a political advantage to discredit the opposition, okay? By going, look, you are slow in responding. That's what they're saying now. You were slow to respond. That's why we have all the deaths. And yet, Swiss doctors have reviewed all the, the Italian deaths. 98% have been falsified. Not falsified, but they were tested. The doctors have had coronavirus. Post-death, the um, What's it, hey, what's it called? Autopsies. The autopsies yeah. proved that the majority of them, number one, were over the age of 70. They had pre-consisting heart conditions, and most of the people with pre-consisting heart conditions on autopsy were found to have died from a heart attack. The COVID does not cause heart attacks to people. It's an element infection. So, so yes, so why in Italy? So that the opposition party can hopefully gain power. Um, in Spain, uh, it's the clash between the Catalonians and the Spanish government. And they're both Spanish, you understand that. Catalonia has its own language, has its own history, and they've been trying to separate, separate. Now, Catalonia is, is 95 dependent on tourism, do you understand? Tourism. So shutting down the Catalonia shuts down. 90% of all of Catalonia is money. Uh, they have how, less how you, 
how do you think they got every the, almost the entire world with a few exceptions like Japan, I guess Sweden to some degree, Brazil? How did they get the to sign on to this nonsense without uh, you know more people questioning it? Why are we doing this? This makes no sense. The numbers don't justify. Here's the reason: once countries like the United States sign on to it, everybody looks up. This is the craziness of the world, by the way. The people actually look up to the United States as an example. As an example, isn't crazy? As an example of how to live and what to do. Why? Well, we must be doing things right. We're the most powerful country. We've got the most money. You know, we 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 have we have a minimum wage of fifteen dollars or twelve, whatever it is. Whereas in Guatemala, it's thirty-five cents per day. And so, so of course, they look up to America. And so if America's locking down, God damn it, lock down. It's, it's insane, but that's exactly it, people. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry to put it in such, such um, you know, cruel terms. American influence. Are, are you going to, because we, we have a few, about three minutes till our break, are you going to be able to stay beyond 30 minutes or not? Well, it uh, depends. Are you uh, going to offer me a uh, single malt scotch to, okay. to send it to my well, well, I'll, I'm post office right box <laughs> in Tierra del Fuego? <laughs> I'm sending because we'd love to have you longer, but I just I wanted. To I, I can give you I can give you ten minutes afterward. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Okay, go ahead then. Go keep one. I just, I just wanted to be sum up before we'll we'll sum you. We'll let you sum. <laughs> okay, and promote whatever you want to promote or anything. I'm not promoting anything. I don't usually have guests that are promoting something, but uh, so, <laughs> so you're so you're not at, so at this point you're you're thinking that this is just because uh, we're you know a lot of us especially I write a lot about conspiracies and corruption, I, and to me this is the greatest psyop in the history of the world, and I'm just trying to figure out why why are they doing this other than the you know obvious that they can get even more power control, but it just seems like there's something this is so in, intricate and involved and. In, to get people involved with, you know, faking numbers and everything. This is this is a huge operation they're doing here. You know, I, I honestly don't think uh, that there's any conspiracy involved in this, unless it's the conspiracy of the mainstream media. Um, uh, I really don't. I think that this is a, one of the prime examples of opportunism. Um, that China now. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Well, it wouldn't be a conspiracy if it's only China. It would be, however, it yeah. would be one of the most awesome plans. China yeah. may have engineered this not by creating the virus. Who cares? You just finding a virus, or pick one somewhere, yeah. uh, saying that it's deadly. And oh my God, we're so sorry. <laughs> we've released it in our Wuhan city. We've locked it down. We're doing everything we can. Do you know what I'm saying? We've locked down two cities. One tenth of one percent population of two billion people and they go we've locked down no they didn't lock down yeah. and they unlocked before anybody else locked down so while the rest of the world people is locked in their homes producing nothing servicing nothing uh being absolutely nothing more than jelly in our homes consuming food electricity and water um china is out cranking its industry, its farm implements, its war machine. And if, if I were China and an opportunist, I would say, you know what? <laughs> the whole world's locked down right now. We're not. We're up and running. Everything is fine. Our people are, are ready to go. Why don't we just take over the world? How hard do you think that would be, people? I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's what's happening. Absolutely not, please. However, 
it's something I would consider. Sounds logical. H- hang on, we have a commercial break. We'll be right back with 10 more minutes of John McAfee after these words. When we all shit while photograph was taken, she waved a piece of paper in the air. No hate, no hype, no fear. You're listening to Truth Frequency Radio. We are TFR. I'm sick and tired of hearing things from uptight, short-sighted, narrow-minded hypocrites. All I want is the truth. Just give me some truth. I've had enough of reading things by neurotic, psychotic, big-headed politicians. All I want is the truth. <coughs> Just give me some truth. No short-head, yellow-belly son of tricky-dicky's gonna mother her the top so meager. Welcome back to I Protest. We're talking with John McAfee. Uh, John, what do, you, what do you feel is going to be the uh, – obviously, this is disastrous for our economy and uh, world economy and for our society, uh, You know, demonizing uh, human interaction and everything. What do you think of the long-term consequences economically and socially for what, what America and the world is doing? You know, that, <laughs> and that's probably the question of the hour. Um, we have no experience in anything remotely like what's been happening. The world has never shut down before, ever. And and so economists and sociologists are at a loss. They're, they're uh, flying blind uh, as to what this actually means and what will happen. Um, I'd like to always remember that humans are animals, too. And we're part of the natural order, whether we like that or not. <clears throat> and if you look at the natural order, one of the absolute constants in all species is work. I'm sorry, this is the way it is. Um, squirrels, let's big squirrels. Um, starting in October, what do squirrels do? They spend uh, every daylight hours scouring the ground, neighboring trees, collecting what? Acorns, nuts, and seeds. To store away from them for the winter, because if they do not, they won't survive the winter. And even with that diligent, hard, um, incessant, and focused work, tempers and squirrels don't have enough food to survive the winter. Now, what would happen uh, to the squirrel species <laughs> if if a squirrel leader came by and said, "Whoa, uh, there's a dangerous disease that's very dangerous to squirrels. I want everybody." To go back to your trees and lock yourselves in. The squirrel species would be extinct overnight, right? None yeah. would survive the winter. Why do you think humans are any different? Our societies, our world societies, have evolved uh, since the beginning of society, which was tribal living, and have evolved very carefully very subtly sometimes, very overtly at other times. But one thing we do know, uh, it is a fragile system that we live in. Uh, If you doubt that, look at uh, the misguided attempts of humans to solve 
problems of life in Hawaii, getting rid of a of a certain type of eel uh, that was killing some local flora by importing um, <laughs> frogs from Puerto Rico, uh, which destroyed the entire environment in Molokai. Um, we don't have the knowledge, people, and we are in a very delicate balance. We always have been. Um, and we are doing the equivalent of squirrels locking themselves uh, in their holes in trees or their burrows um, for a month. And none would survive that. Now, humans are a little more adaptable, but do you think we are not going to suffer? the same type of consequences <clears throat> from shutting down one, it's one third of the world, by the way, that shut down one third of the world. But unfortunately, it's the most productive uh, of the world. We're not producing goods. We're not servicing anything. We are inactive and unproductive for a month and a half or maybe two. <laughs> Listen, no, nobody, nobody knows what the consequences will be, but I promise you people, they will be horrific in the extreme. I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see how we can, I mean, just look at, look at uh, just uh, LA County, We're, we don't even have the statistics yet of what the real unemployment figures are after all this, but a couple of weeks no, ago, I, LA County's claimed they were 50% unemployment. 50%. Well, <laughs> Same thing all over the world, all over the developed world. Same thing, 50%, except for countries that didn't lock down. But why don't we just take a, just randomly pick industries, airplanes. Um, yeah. Airlines have to pay leases for their planes every week, whether you have carry passengers or not. And you just hope, as an airline, you get to carry enough passengers to pay your leases um, and make some profit. A month and a half worldwide people know airplanes flying. What do you think is going to happen to that industry? Why don't we look at the travel industry in general, or booking agents and hotels? Hotels? Uh, there are no hotels open in Europe, I promise you that. And hotels are very dependent on seasonal and predictive numbers. They don't have that anymore. What about small businesses that are living hand to mouth? Hand to mouth um, that barely survive sometimes in off season, week by week, that are locked down for two months. What about landlords? And what about this in California, for example? Uh, they're passing law, not passing laws, they're just saying that's the other thing, not even passing laws, saying, uh, uh, okay, if you're a trade rent during this nightmare, and maybe even some of them are extending it for six months, what about landlords? They got to pay their mortgages. And landlords are not these major corporations like you think. Yeah, but there are some. Yeah. 90% are, are single families, a, a homeowner who saved his money and bought a second home uh, and rented out first. And so, what about these people? Can't pay their mortgage? What do you think? You just go, oh, hi, uh, you know, First Bank. Um, I can't pay my mortgage for a few months. You don't mind, do you? <laughs> it's for crazy time. Yeah. They've created a situation that I, I don't I don't think I don't know if they have an exit strategy, but I don't know what exit strategy there could be because it's going to be a different country in a different world whenever they yes, decide. To this. Going to be, yes, it will be a different world, and it will be a world that's largely unrecognizable to to the vast majority of us. 
And I'm hoping that that world will be livable. Uh, there is a possibility, people, it will not be. I mean, we've all seen the science fiction movies of, of cities that are overgrown with yeah. trees and plants and have lions or anything. Listen, <laughs> I watched the Listen, I've had a lot of time to watch documentaries for the past two months. <laughs> uh, and on Netflix, they've got some great documentaries. One was an hour-long documentary on Chernobyl. And they went back to Chernobyl with the suits on and everything for the radiation. And what they found was a forest. Uh, the tops of buildings had trees growing from wolves were living in abandoned office buildings. Bears roamed the street. Exactly like these dozens of science fiction movies about the apocalypse. Well, listen, I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm not saying it's likely. I don't really know. But you better prepare for at least that possibility, people, because no, we don't know because none of us in this world or in the history of human thinking and decision making has ever been encountered, ever encountered an event like this. So all of our, our paradigms, all of our formulas, uh, all of our reasoning, no longer applies. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a, a sick old motherfucker, but I'm kind of excited because the possibilities are endless. And those of us who are entrepreneurial, clever, creative, and adaptive, <laughs> we, may have, we may have a new world order where Bill Gates is shining shoes and the Jets are and the derelicts on the streets of We'd um, all love Al of Al mansions uh, and uh, flying over Bangkok prostitutes. So I don't really know. And I'm sorry, I do have to go. I really am sorry. Well, um, no, I'd that, love that, to talk to you. Listen, uh, 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 Don, uh, uh, Janice has a list of people I'm willing to talk to multiple times. I'm going to put you on that, all right? Well, um, because I, I have enjoyed this and you've been polite. Uh, which is rare in this day of media. <laughs> well, I try to be, and, and you're you're a very popular guest, and uh, this show should record this time. The network's working right tonight, so <laughs> people, people, I'll be advertising far and wide. Love, believe me, I, I, I posted a picture, I don't know how long ago it was, of you without your shirt on, uh, online with a gun, I think, and I got lots of comments from the ladies on it, so you were very, <laughs> it was very nice. You better tell those ladies I'm 74. And that yeah. picture was eight. That picture is eight years old. All right. Okay, I'll, I'll let them know that. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, and and st you know, stay safe and uh, stay sane, uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully something something better may emerge out of this. And we're looking forward to that uh, that uh, scenario of Bill Gates uh, shining shoes somewhere. That would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. All right, I'll talk so. to you later. Take bye care. Bye. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, very exciting. Uh, you know, Mr. John McAfee, just a unique individual, and um, I'm going to bring in to the show now Lucky, who everybody knows. I asked her if she'd come on to, to help me out here. Let's see if she's there. She's in the chat room. She should be answering. Good evening. Hey, Lucky. How you doing? I am doing well, Don. That was a phenomenal interview. Of course, you you you're so good at this. You think so? Okay, I yeah. appreciate it. 
Well, you it's, are. Somebody, somebody like him is, you know, he's he's a great guy. I mean, he's just unique. I mean, I just uh, he talked about entrepreneurial spirit, and he's he exemplifies that. You know, he's kind of the old-fashioned guy that, uh, you know, maybe a hundred some years ago, you know, built mm-hmm. a scratch or something. There's not too many like him around here. So, so what is what what's going on with you? What are your I, I know you probably see a lot of my posts on social media, and mm-hmm. uh, so what are what are your I know you were you were uh, at one point you were worried about your mother or grandmother or something. Uh, so how, how's it going? With oh, I Okay. Yeah, I was, I was worried about my mom um, because she is in the boomer age. And I realized recently having looked it up again, she's actually older than the boomer age, yeah. but I had very good reason to be concerned about her welfare because not because of the government, not because of the Corona Bologna, um, but because of the way the millennials were talking, I keep on seeing these posts, you know, we should kill off the boomers. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, you're three. Now I've lived all over this country and um, I, you know, so you might hear me sound like a New Yorker. Sometimes you might hear me sound like a Southern, but that's my mama and you ain't messing with her. You know, I, I'll go redneck on your butt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they won't find your body. You know, my mama went through a lot of stuff, you know, so. I don't like the divisiveness divisiveness that's gone on in our country in regards to this. Um, well, no, it's been actually happening for quite some time. Yeah. So it's not hap- It's not a recent thing. It's just a novel division now. Okay, now you've got ageism, and it's pretty rough now. And I'm seeing people say, put, make posts, stupid posts, like, well, why do I see all these boomers with their face masks only over their chin? Yeah. <laughs> to which I respond the same reason why I see millennials with their face masks on in the car. Yeah. On, you know? So, I mean, we're talking about a measure of, um, uh, what's the word for, uh, not being aware of your surroundings. Okay. Basically, yeah. whatever that word is. And, um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, cluelessness or, or, or yeah, just uh, inattentiveness. I don't know. Obliviousness. Oblivious. There you go. Oblivious. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. They're yeah. oblivious to what's really going on. And I understand. I don't want my mom to have to get into the news and do the research into these things that I have done and that Cherie has done. Um, Cherie Geo being one of the founders of TFR. Right. Um, I don't want my mother to have to go through all that. She's already done her time in college. She's already done all her life, her whole adult life working her butt off. She shouldn't have to. She shouldn't have to worry if some millennial is going to pop her one because she's alive, because she's taking from the Social Security, which yeah. my mother has paid all her life into. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the things. I didn't get to ask McAfee about that because he's obviously at 74. Mm-hmm. He should have been getting Social Security for a while, I assume. He worked in this if country. If he paid though. into it. Yeah, he paid he, yeah, yeah, see, I don't, I don't know what his situation was, but I assume he must have paid into it at some point. He must have had some kind of a job where he had put before he started running companies or whatever. But I don't know, maybe not. But uh, that's what uh, uh, you know. People where I'm 63, people like me worry about that. Uh, you know, we, I haven't started collecting Social Security yet, and uh, I, you know, I'm really worried. I knew that it's gonna, not going to be there for younger people for a long time, but this it is still, should still be there for the boomers. It should be. They were, the, they were the providers of Social Security. We wouldn't have Social Security today had it not been for the boomers. Yeah, well, if if the but the, the mathematics are not going to work because one of the things I've talked about is that uh, the untold millions that are that are out of work now because of this mm-hmm. those are millions of people that virtually all of them were paying payroll taxes, mm-hmm. and of course that's what funds 
on it, first of all, funds unemployment insurance, which, you know, again, how many people are unemployed now? Again, the math doesn't work because you're not going to have enough people paying into it to pay them. And you're not going to, they already knew that there weren't enough young workers making enough money to, to pay for the incredible boom, and it's going to be another boom of boomers retiring. The math already didn't work. Because right. Well, the, here's the thing, though, Don, if you think about it, if instead of investing or using the money from the Social Security coffers and instead of that, just doing what smart investors do, when I say smart investors, I'm talking about people who have just a little bit of money and they put their stuff in secure um, stocks such as diamonds and um, spiders. OK, these are the top performing um, stocks of the stock market. Coca-Cola, GE. We're talking about the, the old names. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if they had put all the Social Security funds into, say, spiders like sure. that, like mm -hmm. um, right there, we would have seen a return, minimum return on those monies paid in all this time, 4%, minimum, 11% sure. average. The average was has been, for the past 100 years, 11%. Now, I ask you, where's the stinking money? Look yeah. at what Alaska has done with their permanent fund dividend. Okay, yep. what they did is they sold their mineral rights to this state or to an organization that's controlling all of it. And what they do is they put their money, they put the permanent fund dividend, all the mineral rights that they sold, that cash they took and put into very good performing stocks and investments, all kinds. And it's grown and grown and grown. For what there were several years, they're they're getting two thousand dollars a year. The residents of Alaska they got dividends every year for about two thousand dollars. Now, it does cost more to live there, but the investments helps offset that expense. And isn't it curious that all the time the governors, no matter what who's in the office, but the governors keep on voters go back to the polls and vote whether or not the government can take those funds. They always yeah. are trying to steal our money. If we don't get, if we don't smack them down, that's that's what's happened to our government. That's what's happened with Congress raiding our Social Security, raiding all the budget, elevating the amounts of the of the budget. This nonsense where the where these Congress critters can give themselves a raise every year, and then get and then turn around and threaten the American people like what AOC said. She said, <laughs> she said. Mm. The reason why we need the raise is to make sure that we're not tempted to take backroom deals. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, she said it. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, we go. Good no, it's goodness. If you pay them enough, you know they won't take bathroom deals. We're no, not at all. Look at what's a, what's her name, Miss Teeth um, um, Pelosi. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. by the way, I, I I posted that recently on their. Uh, just a little rant, you know. No, I'm a JFK assassination guy. Obviously, it's where I got my start down these rabbit holes. And mm -hmm. she was just named the latest winner of the John F. Kennedy Library Profiles and Courage Award. And uh, to say, I mean, but she fits right in because I mean, they they have given awards to John McCain, to Barack uh -huh. Obama, uh, George H. W. Bush, Gerald Ford. So you know, Jay, I, I don't think. These are the people that JFK had in mind when he wrote the book, but uh, it's it's really sickening to see that because I mean, it, what courage she ever displayed? It's ridiculous. Exactly, what courage that woman's been on the take since before she came got into office. I mean, yeah. her her daddy was was freaking mafia yeah. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly, her dad her dad was a little mobster politician or whatever, mm -hmm. low level, and uh, she got her status. Plus, she's you know she 
And one thing I don't like, I don't like, and I, I defended her on that. I've done the same thing with Hillary Clinton. I don't like when people attack looks, especially she looks pretty good for an 80-year-old. I mean, she's 80. So I think it's ridiculous to make fun of her looks. You know, not many. You know, I'm sure she's had work done. Same thing with Hillary Clinton. I mean, I, well, Pelosi. Oh, I'm not making fun of her looks. I call no, her cheap no, because I know. she keeps burying them. No, I don't mean that, but I'm saying like people make fun of it all the time. I say, well, come on, that's you know, that's one thing you can't. You can make fun of her, you know, her her witless mind and yeah. her character. Long, I yeah. agree with you. Otherwise, it's sad hominem. It's, yeah. and it's it's a simpleton's uh, form yeah. of ridiculous. her long, yeah, her long ridiculous career. But uh, yeah. but yeah, those those are the people. So who you know, who there's nobody to rely on. I mean, uh, and with the. Uh, Apologies to the great Mr. McAfee. I mean, I do think there this is a psyop, a conspiracy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know any other way to explain it because it's it makes no sense. I, I was telling him I posted today the uh, the stats that somebody sent me from the CDC that if you look at their official numbers, mm-hmm. they are so off of what's being reported. They said mm-hmm. that now they've raised them, which is only a couple of weeks ago. There were only eleven thousand deaths from COVID. And they had a whole separate category for COVID, flu, and pneumonia. Right. It was 54 some thousand. So clearly they were reporting that or adding all, them all together. But, and now they've upped it to 37,000. Now, I, I need to know where everybody's getting these stats from because I saw statistics today from the CDC that lowered the numbers incredibly. All yeah. the numbers were reduced. And I'm like, which one is which? I think we're getting misinformed on purpose by the CDC. Yeah, um, I can't fathom why they would misinform us, but anyway, yeah. here we go. Um, what I am concerned about is our country, okay? Because, and, and I have to say, I just went out into the world just now, and I went to the store shopping. I went to the post office. I went to all these different places, mm-hmm. and I even went to Five Guys Burgers and Fries, okay? Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's one guy in there, and he's refusing to put the mask over his mouth as he's working. Everybody else has the mask on, and the, the others are, are Josh, uh, Josh and I'm telling him, get the mask on. He's like, no, I'm not putting this mask on. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I love your spirit. Yay, kid, yeah, go. It, it, you yeah, know, that's amazing. Stand up. And everybody else is cowed into this behavior of putting this mask on, and it's so bad for you. The thing is, it's not going to help you. It's actually going to do more harm than good. If, if anybody knows anything about this, you know that it's going to do more harm than good. That kid's going to be alive. Those other people, they're going to be cowed in their houses dead because they keep on believing what the narrative is. And the mainstream media is responsible. When we see what the death toll really is in respect to this coronavirus, whether it be by the actual bug or because of actions taken from the panic, Don, I think that we're going to have a huge revolution. I really do. Well, I'd, um, I'd love, I'd love to think that, but I, I, you, you, it was due for one, but I mean, I, I don't, I just don't understand. I, I see a lot more people awake on this because this has affected everyone than your general, you know, typical conspiratorial type of stuff. But uh, more people, you know, people I don't usually hear from that are old high school people and stuff have, have paid attention to my posts on this one. They never paid attention to anything I've ever mm-hmm. written. So uh, mm-hmm. I know because they're all. This is something that it, this is not like the JFK assassination or 9/11 or something. This is something that affects everybody mm-hmm. and their daily life. They're locked inside their right. houses. So I think more and more of them are getting restless about it. But it's it's astonishing the number. Of, and I'm talking to you know, people, my family and friends. I mean, it's amazing that the way they bought into this. I mean, people not you know letting uh, their adult children into the house and things like that. And I, this, this is in my family. And it's, uh, I mean, I understand they're scared. And I, of course, I, I don't want them to catch anything either, but 
I just think it's it's sad. And what's saddest is what's happening in nursing homes, which of course, well, sent a bunch of COVID patients allegedly into nursing homes and apparently killed a bunch of people off. I, I don't understand how that happened. Let's go, but if if you don't mind my saying, I do believe that the vaccine industry and all, you know, I'm not going to name any one. I can but I won't name any one, but the whole of the vaccine industry has been killing off nursing home patients for a long time, yeah. for a very yeah. long time. And they're now getting out, they're being outed because now they're, they're focusing or targeting on the young and the old and the, you know, the people who are locked in and trying to do all the things that the government says to do, but they're going to have to suffer anyway. That's the thing. I think that's the key, the thing right there, Don, is this. You know how everybody says, play the game, do what they tell you to do, play the game, play by the rules, and you'll succeed in life? Look at all the people who are stuck at home right now, not succeeding at life. They've lost their businesses. They've lost their employees. They've lost everything because yeah. they played the game. They did as they were told. They played by the rules, and now look at you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, I think you're going to see more people hopefully question it because I, I don't. That's why I asked uh, John McAfee at the end there, what is the? And he said, yeah, that's the question. What is the? What is the? You know, what's the? When the smoke clears, what's going to be left economically? I I don't see any way that it's just going to be something unrecognizable. I don't think we can go. The longer this drags on and it just keeps dragging on, I don't know how we can ever go back to so-called normal when, you know, we complained about the way it was then, but I mean, I don't think we should go back to normal, but I do think we need to reinvent um, the supply chain. I think we need to reinvent the means with which we get our foods and our goods. We need to reinvent it and take it into our own hands and tell the government up yours, you know, we're not having this anymore. Enough of your stopping us from doing business the way we see fit. The free market should rule. The That's all there is to it. It should be free market, not capitalism, but free market. I want to yeah. buy a quarter bull. I'm going to buy, a, or excuse me, a quarter steer. I'm, I put a down payment on it. It has nothing to do with the government. They, they can keep their business out of my business. Okay, I will go pick up that dog on meat and I will bring it back to my house and put it in the freezer. And whatever doesn't fit in my freezer or I can't keep, guess what? My neighbors are going to get some free meat. That's how it works. <laughs> well, I, it's well, my I, business. Yeah, huh? let's let's hope that if, if if we can change the uh, the dynamic to make it better. I mean, yeah, a lot of you know we talked before, but all of us in this world, if things collapsed, uh, could something better emerge? That was our hope. Will something better emerge? I I, I don't know. I, cause I, it's going to be mixed on that. I don't know if it's going to be better or worse, Don. I think I don't think it's going to be worse because usually something like this will create something better. Yeah, let's hope so. There's commercial break. Uh, we'll be right back. Talk to you. These words. Truth Frequency Radio is your number one. You must unite what is inside us. We are TFR. Truth Frequency Radio. Stand me up at the gates 
and welcome back to I Protest. We're talking to the great Lucky, one of the other hosts on TFR that I'm sure you all know and love. Just want to say uh, quickly to the, the chat room is really getting uh, dwindling here today. I don't like I, I like it's been fuller than this lately. Uh, but anyhow, shout out to Friendly Creation and Sophie. Always see you at the top there. Lucky, of course, he's on the show too and in the chat room. That's nice. Bam, faithful Bam. Jacob B, my friend from. Uh, Facebook as well, and Jacob, I'm not ignoring your questions. Uh, I I think I saw that video you sent me about the lions destroying the vaccine facility, but that that does sound like something out of a sci-fi movie. That's fantastic. Um, Melissa Taylor, who's no longer Melissa Taylor too, Gemini and Cold Brews. Thanks for being here, and uh, hopefully some more people uh, venture in. Lucky House. So, what's life like for you now? I mean, I don't know what you. I think you had a regular job outside of this before are you still working you're working from home or how? um i just started back to work okay so it was just started started back to work full-time this week so i'm very i'm quite ecstatic so what the money i'm going to be what i'm going to be doing with that money that i'm making is replenishing my stocks okay <laughs> when i say stocks i'm talking about having the food stuffs you know the the basic dry goods that i normally have i usually have three months worth of supply so I'm having to replenish it because I had to use it because we were without employment there for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, so that plus catching up on some bills, of course, you know, um, you know, because it, it's pretty hard for everybody. And I'm, I am lucky in this respect. I have a great landlord um, who has been very, you know, very kind and everything. And he explained it this way. He said, okay, the, the stimulus is supposed to ensure that the banks don't come after me for this month's payment. So I will not come after you. I said, yeah, but if they, if they bill you, you know, I'm, you're going to, you're going to need the money. He says, no, actually what you want, what I want you to do is to pay it forward. Oh, that's wonderful. That's boy. That's, do you that's, see that? Yeah. So yeah, that's, I've already got, I've already got takers on the forward. So, you know, <laughs> So the thing is, is like, I have to take care of mine too. You know, he wants me to stay here because I'm a good tenant. You know, that's, that's a key thing. A lot of people, they don't understand yeah. the price that, that landowners actually pay. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about a big conglomerate apartment complex. I'm talking about people who rent out their houses. You right. know, it, it costs them money. It costs them blood, sweat, and tears to get what they've got. And if they're, if you're renting from them, you treat them with respect, they'll treat you with respect. Be the tenant that here, don't don't get me wrong, but be the tenant that you would want if you were renting out a house to somebody. Right. Well, you, you know, you, you know what I've been calling for. I've, I've I've been calling for a year of jubilee for a long time. I think it's the perfect time now. Let's have a debt jubilee. Let's get rid of all debt, and uh, certainly that would include your landlord's mortgage. And uh, th that way, uh, you would have you could get rid of rents and mortgages, at least for, rents for at least a while. Anyhow, I'm not sure mm -hmm. how it worked after that, but get rid of all debt, credit card debt, student loans, all that stuff. And you know, uh, I, I'm actually having to agree with that. Um, and it sounds very socialist, but at the same time, you know, I mean, if we have to abide in all the other regulations yeah. that where that jubilee came from, um, if we have to, in, in, you know, in be, be beholden to those particular regulations, we should also be reaping yeah. the benefits of it. That's the one biblical tradition that nobody talks about. <laughs> they don't, they don't exactly. talk about that. And we're about no. 2,000 years overdue for one. And, and it really, it, you know, I, I was arguing about this online with somebody. It would, involve, it would involve no taxpayer money at all because you're absolving people of debt other than student loans, which were unwise to begin with. But the government, you know, because of this phony money and the, and the, our debt is not our debt. They keep calling it our debt. It's banker debt. 
So you're repudiated. Mm-hmm. We, we don't owe anybody anything. So that's what you do. Now, as to the school uh, student loan thing, I, I, being, okay, having been in, in so many different positions in life, I have a true understanding of what those uh, students are going through because if they don't have a grant or or anything like that, they have to work during college. Now, some people think, no, oh, that's no problem. Yeah, I had to work a full-time job just to make it, okay? And I had the GI Bill, and it didn't pay enough, Yeah. okay? It wasn't like I was building a mansion or anything like that. No, no, no. I had an old Honda Civic. It was standard transmission. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out buying clothes. I had I kept the same clothes, and if I needed new clothes, I went to the thrift store. I was going to college. I still could not afford it. Okay, so the thing is, is that I see what I see wrong with the college debt scenario is that all these major institutions are gumming up their prices so high that there's no way that a student can get through there unless they are they come in rich. Right. And I hate to use the rich word and use the caste system and start pitting people against each other. But there is a problem with the student loan thing. And I finally heard an argument that said, yeah, we should we should go ahead and forgive student debt. And I have to agree. I, I am now changed my mind on that. I have to agree. I'm sorry for all those people who had to pay for their, their college loans. Really, I yeah. am truly sorry that you had to pay your college loans. Yeah. My brother is one of them. My um, my other brother, my mom got, well, my mom didn't do so much of loans as she tried grants. Okay. For the most part, I financed her through college. That's how but I did it old school. In everything, I try to do old school. Don't finance anything. Try yeah. not to finance anything, including college, because it doesn't pay off. It's still a liability. Just because you value it doesn't mean I, that the bankers or, uh, or taxpayers should have to value it. Because your gender studies degree doesn't do jack diddly for the community. Exactly. And, that, and that's, you know, it's, it's a quest. That's why you, you get rid of all that and nothing. I mean, I've, and I've heard from people, you know, why I don't have any debt. I worked hard. Okay, well, you're very lucky if you don't, because almost everybody has debt. And, uh, you know, at the very least, if you own a house, your mortgage, I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Right. You, and, and, and for once, make the banks pay because the banks are engaged in legalized counterfeiting every day under a fractional lending system. And nobody exactly. realizes. So they don't make know what fractionalized pay. lending is. They don't understand no. it. They, they don't. wouldn't loan their they wouldn't loan their money out if they knew what fra- if somebody was engaged in fractional lending. I mean, they wouldn't be able to do that. Well, Why could, is it that the uh, banks are allowed to do it? But we're not. And we, and we couldn't. I mean, just imagine being able to, you know, uh, lucky I need a hundred bucks, and you don't have a hundred bucks. Apparently, mm-hmm. you need nothing now. It used to be you would need ten dollars. Right. Now, apparently, you need no reserves. Right. So you All can you just have write, to write, write, write. Get write them to sign a piece of paper. That's the that's the yeah, that's write, the uh, write, uh, asset. Yeah, write me a check for hundred dollars and charge me imaginary interest on it. So it's impossible right. to call on those loans because the, the principal doesn't exist largely. And none right. of the interest does so, but people don't understand it. I think that when you tell them, they uh, it's like a lot of these other things that we talk about. They just won't. They just don't believe it's real. Oh, that's crazy right. because they can't conceive of it. But it's well, true. I tell it's people true. this way: don't lend money unless you're willing to lose it. Okay. Yeah. If you've got a friend who really needs, like, say they say they need five thousand dollars for whatever reasons, there be for crack or for down payment on a house. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. Right. If you're going to lend money to your friend. Don't ask for it back. Right. Give it to them. If it's your friend, you want to give it to them anyway. If it's the type of person you know would just waste the money and come back with their hand out again, then you need to reevaluate what you call friends. See? 
So this is, so where I'm going with this is like, we all should be free. I want to be free. Also, if I give somebody money, like a friend, if they need a couple few hundred dollars and I give them money, I'm not asking for it back. I'll just let them know, Hey, you know, um, if you can, if you want to send, give it back, fine. But I'm not looking for it. I don't want you to be, leave my life because you're worried about me worrying about money. It's not going to happen. Right. I love you. I want you in my life. You see the difference? And if sure. we all could start adopting that kind of attitude, I'm not saying, but I'm saying adopt that kind of attitude. Just think about it. It's your family. It's your friend. They're really yeah. needing it. And, yeah. um, you know, if you don't, but if you don't have the money to, if you don't have the money to give away, you shouldn't lend it. You got to take care of right. your family first. You right. know, your well, children I, are depending I, on you. I mean, I, you know, I, when I was young, I used to lend that money stupidly. And I, I people, I thought there, but I, I didn't really, you're right. I didn't realize that it's because if people are desperate, I mean, I, you know, I've, my wife and I have struggled financially many times in early years. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we had rough times. Well, a couple of two. Yeah. But we never, it never got to the point where you had to ask anybody, any individuals for a loan. It never right. was that bad. But so if, when somebody has to do that, you know how bad off they are. So you pretty much just have to chalk it up to, you know, I'm never going to see it again because I'm just giving it to you. But yeah, you can say you'll pay me back, but I know what your circumstances are, how desperate you had to be to ask me for it. Exactly. Right. Right. In most cases, that's like that. But if you've got a person in your family, even in your family, if you've got the cousin that never pays anybody back and starts running away every time you try to call them, you know, that's when you need to make it clear. When you hand over that money, you say, look, don't avoid me. I'm not coming after you for the money. Yeah, because it frees the lender. It frees it frees me. It's like oh, I don't have to worry about them running away from me and hating me. What did I do wrong? You know, yeah. if I say here's the money, enjoy. You know, do what you got to do. Take care of your people. Whatever. And there's no, and there's nothing more awkward than asking somebody for money. Or they, asking you know, for your money back, or yeah, asking for your money back for the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Either way, yeah, it's it, it's it's hard, hard enough to ask for a loan, but it's hard to ask somebody, hey, you know, you're gonna pay me because it's it, it's mm-hmm. awkward. And uh, but uh, and I think a lot of people uh, maybe take advantage of that. But banks, you know, again, to, to call anybody, that's why they call people deadbeats or whatever. Every bank is a deadbeat because they're they're lending money. They don't. Could any you could, could you have bigger than that to be that's your profession. You're lending money you don't have and, and, and getting interest on it, investing it, uh, doing all the stuff that banks do. And nobody questions it. They just they and they and they will call you. A deadbeat or a derelict. If you when you, if you really make a one payment, basically they're ahead because mm-hmm. they didn't put it. They didn't actually invest any capital in it. Right. And, and it, but nobody sees it that way. They look at it like, what, what are you talking about? But no, that's they the don't way. see it. No, because they you, don't get it done. And that's what we're here for is to teach people the basic primary things so that people can get it. And if we have to do it incrementally, that's what we do. Yeah. Well, hope hopefully. More and that's why I think again, double reason why they they would not want any kind of debt jubilee because it would reveal a bit more of of, of what that debt really is because you know and, and I try to point every time I can't stand where we're Democrats or Republicans debt we've raised the debt to this no you haven't raised it's that, not my debt not my debt I don't care I what you call that. it <laughs> it's right I didn't lend any I didn't sign off on any loans and all the loans are fraudulent anyhow. So right. they were created with the stroke of a pen, so they can be repudiated with the stroke of a pen. This bingo. <laughs> but they just they won't do it. I don't know. But so lots of crazy stuff is going on from uh from this uh 
this crazy pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it. Maybe but uh, that's a good thing. I'm starting to think it's a good thing. It's exposing all this fraud, the fraud of everything in our society, in our country, and the way the game. Let's go back to what I was saying earlier about the game. You play by the rules. You you'll win. You'll you'll make it. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Look at everybody starting to notice. Every, you know. The NPC, what we call NPCs, some of us in our circle do, and that's called non-player character. Mm-hmm. And that's the characters in your video games that doesn't have, they're not, there's no player behind them. It's a program. It's just mm-hmm. a program. Yeah. So um, we, sometimes we say of people who are totally uh, oblivious to everything, um, we call them NPCs because they're acting like non-player characters. They say the mm-hmm. same thing over and over again, and they don't do anything with their lives. They don't, they're not a part of the playing game. Anyway, so, so this um, is in, inside gamer lingo, then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it is. Not to say that I'm a gamer; I'm just used to the terminology. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have played video games. I have played D and D. So yeah. yes, I do. You know, I understand the terminology because of that. But I, I don't do that anymore. The point is, is that there's some people in our world that are the oblivious ones, the sheeple, the NPCs, whatever you know, the zombies, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Okay, they're becoming aware. They're starting because their programmers can't program them. Their programmers are now giving them counter commands. It's not making sense to the to the NPCs. They're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. I have to stay at home, but I got I don't have I'm not supposed to wear a mask, but I have to wear a mask. Yeah. I can go to the I can go to this business and I can go to this business, but I can't go to the park. Wait a minute, yeah. what? So the sense? NPCs, I think it's a great awakening, is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I hope so, and I, I do think more people are awake in it, but uh, I, I'm i worried about the plans I hear for the great reopening, the Orwellian reopening, and it, it looks – if they are allowed to, to reopen the way they want to, it's going to be worse because I, I, I believe it was uh, – which city was it? Kansas City, I think, I heard about. has already established, and, and you can bet it will become a popular thing. They'll all follow suit. It's a copycat thing where uh, they're going to let businesses reopen. But customers can only go inside if they provide contact information. Oh, you know what? I heard about that. I mean, and who was it? I don't remember who it was. There was a specific business that was doing that. There's so much information flying through my head. Let me get a few. I'll think about it in a minute, and I'll think of who it is in just a minute. But I won't. I won't ever go into that store. I'm no, and, that, and that's all we can. We can. We can try to boycott it, but but and then you have Bill Clinton. You know, deep state Hall of Famer out there who's uh, who's leading. He's leading the charge. He's the spokesperson for this this hideous beyond Orwellian. Uh, he wants to start a contact tracers corps. He wants to basically go, I, I think, go house to house and find people that have tested positive for the coronavirus and make sure they're not around other people. And there's even a company that has devised a wristband that changes color. When you're in the presence of somebody who's tested, I mean, this is beyond science fiction. That was a kid, teenager that made that thing up. Oh, oh a really? Teenager okay. who made that oh. thing up? Yeah. Well, and it, I'll, I'll, let me give you one more. You know, Georgia is going door to door. They're going door to door and okay. taking blood samples of the families. Oh wow! <laughs> really? That started, I think, last night or this morning. And um, wow. this is really, this is creepy, folks. And I can't believe it. Come on, Georgia, really? Yeah. Yeah, your I mean, neighbor up north is not going to put up with that nonsense. Don't you even think about it. In Tennessee, uh-huh. we're crazy up here. 
I yeah. love the crazy states. I love yeah. the rednecks <laughs> because we don't put up with that stuff. Don't come. Oh, don't be stepping up in here. Yeah, well, that's the only hope. In Virginia, I mean, you know, I I used to feel that way about Virginia, but it's it's changed so much in the last decade or so, and it, because of Northern Virginia where I live, and uh, I'm actually amazed when I'm walking outside. One of the few things we can do uh, freely is walk outside in the neighborhoods, and we have a nice neighborhood to walk around in. But uh, and t- of course, everybody's walking. It's like a <laughs> It's almost like a you know a, a Boston Marathon walk or something out there every day because <laughs> I mean that's what people are doing. They all want it nice out, but I'm shocked that I hardly ever see anybody with masks in that because I know what the mentality is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I walk by all the signs that says "Hate has no home here." You know, basically just say I hate Tr- I hate Trump. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that's what I hate. Oh, God. Him. You know what I, I hate- saw today at the Five Guys Burgers? Everybody was wearing a mask. Yeah, well, except for that one kid. Yeah, but. <laughs> You know, um, everybody was wearing a mask, and I could tell that it was thick and heavy. And these people, you can't breathe in that crap. And I was sitting there looking, and I'm like, aren't you people feeling sick? And I could tell the one person who was not wearing a mask, he's in a great mood. He's talking loud and clear. He's, you know, he's he's human. Yeah. Well, that's it's, it. Jacob uh, is Bishop is saying uh, Ford Motor Company is doing that thing with the the wrist as well. Mm-hmm. Bam, Bam says, how do you eat with a mask on? Exactly. I don't wear a mask. I yeah, have not exactly. worn a mask. I have no masks. They no, can I... kiss my ass. I've got a mask <laughs> for them. It's, it's my fist. Okay. <laughs> I've got your mask right here. Okay. I will not wear a mask. Kiss my ass. Yes, there you go. I, I like that. that. That's a bumper sticker there. I will not wear a mask. Kiss my ass. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You could, uh, yeah, you could market that, I guess. <laughs> it's uh, too late. It's out there in the airwaves already. Somebody's yeah, going to get it. There you go. Somebody's going to steal it. Some entrepreneur like John McAfee will find it and make a lot of money on it. But, um, well, yeah, share it, the wealth, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I've been saying. But, you know, we, I think, uh, and I posted something, again, you know, about my hero, Huey Long. I fit him into everything. But I had a great speech because, you know, he was, it, what really, I, really worries me is these food shortages, allegedly, that they're already talking about. And the fact that they're they're I saw the mountain of potatoes. I posted a picture on that that yeah. they're throwing away. They're apparently destroying cattle. I mean, this is yeah. just senseless slaughtering pigs. Okay. We can do something about that, though, Don. Yeah. We can. We, with the forum that we have, we have a media platform right now. Mm-hmm. And I tell everybody, find your local butcher. Call yeah. your local butcher. Call your local farms. Okay? Find out who can butcher it. Get Assemble yourselves a team who can handle it? Um, one of our hosts has a relative that has a farm, has 300 swine that's going to go to waste uh-huh. if that swine doesn't get bought up, butchered, and, t- and sent out to their to the cu- customers. So yeah. we need to work together and be inventive. We got this. We did not depend on Walmart and Tyson Foods and all those other industries back in the 60s. Remember yeah. the 60s? Every freaking grocery store had a flippin' butcher. It yeah. was um, up until 2006, I think, right here in Saudi Daisy, Tennessee. There was a shop right there, a little bitty shop called Depot, the Depot Store, Yeah. behind the train depot, of course. And they had five there, and we spread the word about fresh meat, five butchers. People would constantly go in there, and it was the best meat. It was the freshest meat, freshly butchered. You take it home, you toss it in the freezer, and you've got your meat for the month, and it's it was cheaper. 
I, no. I want to get to a couple of these. Regular, regular girl says that they started the threat of a thousand dollar fine in San Diego today. A thousand dollar fine for what? I don't know if she means masks or what. Maybe you can. Uh, yeah, I think it's masks. Yes, she was talking about masks. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, and then um, lavender. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. That the masks are like putting a screen door on a submarine. That's that's, that's pretty much that's a, that's a good way to describe it. They really they really are not the. Uh, it's a slave mask. Yeah. It's well, not a, only. It's, yeah. Do you have how's what's your slave score, as Brooks likes to say? What's yeah. your slave score today? Because you've got your mask on, you've got this, you've earned credit, you you you've got a credit debt. Okay. What? You're a good slave because you're you need to go to work every day you can, because you, can you make have judgments. bills. You can pretty much judge where somebody stands politically and everything else, philosophically, if you if they're wearing a mask. That's what I look at this point. That shows that they're a good soldier, a good citizen of the state. Obedient. obedient. And they're obedient because I, I don't know at this point, like I said, especially if they reopen like they say, if this if this contact tracer core is allowed to exist uh, with or without the colored wristbands, that would, I guess, give it a real sci-fi. I but, really... But, I mean, that would just be incredible. But if this stuff is allowed to happen... At what point, really, does that do, do that majority that sleep that we're trying to push and budge and wake up? What will it take? Will there ever be an order that they won't obey? I mean, I because I, so far no. they, it doesn't no, look like no. That's the thing, Don. They're pushing. Everybody laid on their backs and presented their bellies to the system. Yeah, this wasn't yeah. even the government. Trump didn't shut down the government. He didn't shut down the country. Each governor did. I'm thinking about moving to South Dakota because that governor did not shut down her, yes, her, her state. Yes, yes. Okay. The thing is, is that we have presented collectively, we have presented our bellies to our masters is what these people did when they put the masks on, when they put the gloves on, when they started spraying everything. I noticed it back when everybody was putting that stinking alcohol gel on their hands constantly. Yes, yes, yes. And spraying Lysol on the keyboards of people's workstations and the countertops. And I'm like, Dude, that stuff is toxic. What are you doing? Yeah. And they were like, it, it has to be clean. I was like, that's not clean. That's just sterilized bugs. Yeah. Clean it if you want to clean it. Well, the only but, good thing that may come out of this, there's a couple good things, but one good thing, and I've been ranting and raving for years about people not washing their hands after they go to the bathroom. An astonishing number of people don't. Astonishing amount of people don't. There's a reason why fecal matter is found on the, you know, uh, arts and grocery stores and stuff. Uh, so maybe I think because of the fear, the fear may get them to do that. So that that's one good thing, I guess. But I mean, beyond that, I'm not. Other than you said, maybe it uh, it will. Uh, because so many people are out of work, they may be question, okay, what was that system, the kind of master-slave relationship we had where you were going to a job you hated, eight hours, maybe, you know, maybe that paradigm will be gone. I don't know, because I don't know how it could work anyhow, because there's not going to be enough companies left. Uh, they're going to have to come up with something new, because people are going to have to live, they're going to have to eat and have shelter. How are they going to pay for it if there are not enough jobs, not near enough jobs to go around, especially bring in AI and everything? They're going to have to come up with some solutions. I, they're they're not good at coming up with solutions, but um, especially ones that don't impact all the most people, uh, the vast majority negatively. But I don't. You think there's a possibility they can come up with something that uh, will work better? No, no. <laughs> they, this is all about a slave system. This was yeah. all about control. This had nothing to do with anybody's health. Okay. Yeah. Masks are unhealthy for you. Okay, that's a fact. You need the microbiome in everyday living outside, interacting with people, things like that. It builds up your immunity day by day, day by day. 
And um, now, barring those who have immune system compromised or comorbid issues, okay, barring them, the general population needs to have their immune system immune systems bolstered every day. You go out and you do, and you you conduct your business. You go to school. You go shopping. You do your work. Whatever have you. You are you are in contact with so many pathogens. It's scary. If you ever saw what your kitchen looked like under the <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm going there. Okay. If you ever knew what your kitchen looked like, the reason why I know this is because I used to have to clean housing, and you had to clean it so much so that basically they could do DNA inspection in there, and they won't find anything. Yeah, I'm not kidding. So I understand and I know what the, the methods are to use to get DNA out of there. And DNA includes viruses and bacteria and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing is, um, it, it, this is all about control. I mean, if you look at it and see how the media has run rampant all over everybody, demonizing people. Um, and I mean, they set up a snitch line for crying out loud. Cuomo, wasn't it Cuomo? Yep. They set up a yep. snitch line for sure. people to call in and tattletale on their neighbors that are leaving their houses, not being essential. And people are doing it. There's people love doing that. Oh, guess what they did? Guess what happened? Okay, so when they published the phone number for people to send messages and texts, people sent dick pics. They sent yeah, I, they sent the bird. They sent all kinds of. Stuff. Hold that thought. We'll talk more with Lucky Right back. <laughs> We are TFR. My faith in destiny is all I need to prevail. Truth Frequency Radio. Back to protest. Last half hour, we're talking with the lovely Lucky, and uh, we, we're talking. You're so you're talking about the uh, the snitch lines, and they're you know they, that's that brings up a point. I think of how the most amazing part I think of all this of the shutdown lockdown is that it took place in this country and around the world without they didn't need a single cop and they didn't need a single troop. This is all done, and so when you have some, they've shown if you set up a line like that, your neighbors will report you. They don't, they don't need to be patrolling and finding it. The neighbors will call. I mean, it, I think that's the saddest thing that they were able to do this with, without needing or anything like we we thought they would need them. It turns mm -hmm. out they didn't, they didn't need anybody. They just everybody obeyed. Everybody just capitulated to, well, a few of us didn't. A few of us went purposely right. went out there and went and did whatever the hell we wanted to. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, my landlord's one of them. He's an independent person. And so is most of, well, all of his family. 
I am like that. So I'm in good company. Um, and it looks like Tennessee was doing for a lot of people in Tennessee. I would say the traffic based on the traffic that I saw at that time of day. All right, Kat, you're going to have to get down, honey. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's burning me up. I'm like, wow. Um, she, uh, the, the Tennessee traffic, I would say maybe we, I was, I was seeing 15 to 20% of the normal traffic out there. So 15 yeah. to 20%, that's actually a good number. I'm heartened by this because, yeah. um, you know, every, there's, I mean, this was a fearful thing. A lot of people didn't know. And what is the biggest fear is the fear of the unknown. Um, but there was a lot of people who didn't give who didn't give a rip. And then when we had the tornadoes hit here a couple weekends ago, was it a couple weekends? Yeah, we had tornadoes, bad ones. And I just went through that community again today, and oh my gosh, it was worse than I initially thought. That tornado ripped the hell out of this place. No wonder I was out of phone and internet for days. And I have to say kudos to all the different infrastructure for getting that back up. I didn't expect for it to be up at all. Um, after seeing the damage, I'm surprised that it's up at all. But anyway, so that tornado pretty much broke. It broke that fear spell that was over the country. It broke the fear spell over Tennesseans, I should say, those of us in this area. Mm -hmm. Because we don't give a rip what the governor says. Mm -hmm. We don't care if you're going to send the National Guard. We don't care. We have neighbors that are hurting. We have neighbors. We've got all kinds of volunteer services, warehouses with for people to drop off gear, for the people who lost everything. I mean, we've got all this stuff going on. Our infrastructure, the proper infrastructure is operating normally. And that requires people. That requires good people to come out and help out where they can. And, um, you know, what happened was is Governor Lee here in Tennessee, he actually uh, rebuked a lot of people in Tennessee for going out and doing whatever they wanted anyway. And he explained that he is, that they are tracking the traffic patterns because of our cell phones, they have a tr cell phone tracking system. And he said it right out loud. Yeah. He even put it yeah. in writing. They've got, they, so when, so we're not being a conspiracy theorist folks, when I say, oh my gosh, they got tracking devices on your cell phones and, and they're tracking every bit of movement that you're doing. And I didn't have to say it. Bill Lee said it. The governor, they're yeah. tracking us. Believe it, you're being an idiot because it's in writing. You can go to the freaking governor's website and see it for yourself. They are actually tracking us. And he was rebuking us because he, they can see with the phone number, all the different phone numbers, who's doing it. So they could, you know, if he had made a law or something like that, he could cite me because my phone number had gone you know, to different areas in different cell phone towers, I'm sure, you know, was picking up on it. Yeah. Well, and, and th those people that would call, that would call and complain about their neighbors, those are the people that the state really relies on because oh, these yeah. are. I mean, they're not getting anything out of it. You know, they're not. You know, cops are getting right. uh, you know, enforcing their. They're you know, they're they have a quota system, so they're you know, they're told to, uh, you know, to try to get as many tickets as they can, and they you know, they got to be desperate because their policing for profit is hurting because there's not as many people on the road, so they can't give out their countless, you know, illegal U-turns and all that nonsense they They're do. not doing that here. I don't, only one time did I see some cops today, when I went out there today, out on the interstate, I-75, and I saw a whole bunch of them with their sirens going, they're going, right? Why? Because the person that was ahead of me in that traffic hit a deer. A deer came across the interstate, which we normally don't see during the daytime, and mm -hmm. she just nailed it. I mean, she nailed the heck out of that deer. It's nuts. 
yeah, no good. Okay, well, it's not even harvestable. Okay. Well, well was, la lavender, lavender makes it. She's my son-in-law and my daughter are both doctors, and uh, he was. Let me get this, this thing out of the way. Uh, my son was the designated COVID-19 doctor tasked to see incoming patients. We laughed a lot. All he got were crazy people with common colds and druggies looking for drugs. And we, you know, we hear Bingo. that. We hear some of that from so many people that are in these things that, uh, that, you know, these are insiders saying, that's why it's just, I, I don't know what it will take because you've got, I've, I've had on this show, I had uh, Andrew Kaufman, the doctor, said Stephen Hotze on a couple of times said, uh, there are renegade doctors out there too. Better saying, are they renegade or are they really renegade? I think the renegade doctors are the ones that's taking oh, bonuses yeah. from the pharmaceutical companies. Well, I guess that's true. They're, they're the ones that are the honest ones that are actually reporting what's going on. But yeah. uh, it's amazing that, uh, that they, I, you know, I, I said for a long time, especially when the numbers were so low, you know, how are they selling this? Because they're, they're, they're using these low numbers and they're a fraction of what we see every, every year with the flu. And, Somehow they're selling this fear porn. I, I didn't get it. I didn't say, why, why? Oh, it's going to explode. It's going to explode. Okay, well, and eventually, you know, the numbers did go up. But as we can see now, they it, it went up for uh, fraudulent reasons because then you can look right. at the CDC's own site. You you said you had some other stats, and apparently they're putting out all kinds of different numbers, but none of them are anywhere near as high as what they're reporting in the mainstream media. I don't know. I think you've been following me on Twitter, or excuse me, on uh, um, on okay. Facebook on that. Uh -huh. But um, Sheree, Gio, and I, were we were on the phone because, of course, my internet was out again. So I was on the phone calling her up because I was watching on Twitter. And I'm seeing some friction, some static, some attention, you know, some um, noise, if you will, about China and, um, yeah. and this coronavirus, this new virus that's taken everybody down, mm -hmm. right? So I started looking into it. She started looking into it. And my poor thing, when I'm sitting there working with a phone, not even a computer with my big tweet deck or anything you know, all the massive uh, internet capabilities I have. And what I just with my phone, I'm like, girl, there's something wrong with this. There's something going on. And um, stop. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says, it's time for me to play. Um, anyway, um, so so Shereen and I were looking at this right at the onset and Don, um, we knew there was something wrong with it. And I'm sitting there like, it's a coronavirus, it's a cold. And she says, no, this is going to blow up. Watch, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is that some of us come to conclusions. We find, we get hints from different forms of or different genres of news. Let's just say it that way. And she already knew ahead of time to, you know, skedaddle from the town that she was living in at the time. So they already knew and they were moving to Las Vegas and with good reason. It's a good reason because they were living in Washington where all those deaths took place. Now, the thing is about those deaths, here's the thing. We've got, you get a, you get a flu bug. Everybody gets, every year it happens. And some people do die from complications stemming from the flu. It introduces other problems. And she and I were both alarmed about all the intubation and all, all the discussion of respirators, Okay the intubations and ventilators, okay? The reason being is because that's a last ditch effort to a patient who is not breathing. Mm -hmm. You don't intubate somebody who's breathing. You don't intubate somebody who can fight back. The problem is, is that they're intubating all these people. That's almost a death sentence. Yeah. Okay, so so the thing, when they were talking about these, these 
ventilators and intubators and and that kind of uh, PPE and and all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong with this. I was like, Cherie, what the hell's going on out there? And she was seeing the same thing I was. And I was talking with, um, I, I, I have people, listeners, they're doctors from around the world. I don't just make stuff up. I'm, And, you know, if they're so busy, I'm not going to bother them. I am not going to bother you. If you're one of my listeners and you're a doctor out there, I am not going to harp on you. I'm not going to email you with a bunch of questions and things like that. If you want to interview, if you will let them know, you can email me at truthfrequencynews at gmail.com. I'll be happy, you know, to... But there's a lot of people already preaching what you're talking, what you're going to be talking about, like John Rappaport, mm-hmm. that particular post. I had a listener send that to me. And I think you noticed, I think you saw that on my Facebook because I, yeah. I shared it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we're being, we're being screwed over. And here's the thing. I'm looking at all the tertiary results of this Ooga Booga Corona Bologna. Okay. Uh-huh. I really am because... You've got so many people, they're committing suicide out there. We've got veterans out there, they're committing suicide because they don't have any jobs, they can't work, they already have issues from the onset, okay? You've got PTSD from in being in another war and being in different areas. I, I'm not going to get sidetracked on that. Um, and they're back here in the States and they're doing the best they can. I'm a veteran. I got to t- I've gotten to talk to veterans here and the PTSD is a pretty bad thing. And there's nothing we could do about it until we get over it, until we get healed from it, whatever have you. It might last for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And then we have this, this Corona Ooga Booga and the president's speaking of it like as in, in war terms. And then you've got senators like Marsha Blackburn or congressmen, yeah, senators, um, talking about China is the enemy and we need to, yeah. okay, we're, some of us are sitting here like, okay, calm down. Calm. We're having to coach ourselves back down from going into military mode again. Yeah. All right. We don't need this rhetoric. We don't need the freaking media talking about enemies and you have to do this and do this and we're going to activate the guard and blah, blah, blah. We don't need any more fear. Well, you're, well Fox, you're right. Fox News especially, and the Republicans, that's their tack. They're blaming China. And, of course, the Democrats, they're, all the, the mainstream, other rest of the mainstream media is blaming Trump. So that's that's what it is. Either it's Trump's fault or it's Red China's fault. It's like, Actually, it's Fauci's it's, fault. Okay. About, yeah, yeah. Fauci, Fauci no, $7.4 million was sent to Wuhan, China, the to Wuhan labs, the laboratories where this thing broke out, and that what they were doing was weaponizing. Now you'd have to talk to Sheree Geo for the actual terms that's used in the papers, the actual science papers. Okay, that means to weaponize this this thing so that they can make vaccines for it. Now, why is he worried so much about the vaccines for it? What I mean, I understand investigating possible possible outcomes of flu uh, mutations. All right. I'll get, okay, I'll, I'll concede that much. But wait a minute, you're looking to make vaccines for it. Now, all of a sudden, Gilead, Gilead, the company, has got the vaccine for the coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. Well, and Fauci have been in each other's pockets since, what, for decades. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fauci is also the one that made up that, the huge scare about the HIV AIDS problem. He was at, yeah. That yeah. was him back in the 80s. Okay, yeah. so we got a problem. When yeah. we let these government pogues 
sit there and have carte blanche power over all these different aspects of our lives. Yeah. And then to put that man in front of us behind the White House freaking podium. Yeah, and then I'm talk a- about mocking us. Uh-huh. Uh, Fauci, Trump, Cuomo, all of them. As, uh, Pence the other day visiting a hospital. None of them wear masks. None, mm-hmm. none, of, them, none of them do their stupid social distancing. None right. of them, and none of them are in groups of less than ten. And the media there doesn't question it, even though they're there as well in groups. It, I think they're mocking us. It's just like you know how laughable this would. You're not doing it. To be honest with you, I think I think Trump knows that this is all BS. Oh, yeah, he's and so not. he's not going to enforce it. He's not going to enforce it in the White House. He's not going to enforce it at all. And yeah. you know that's probably. And the thing is, is Melania is telling him you need to wear a mask, and he's like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, he did, and that's that's another part I think that people's eyes have been open on this a lot. Anybody that watch has watched Trump throughout this thing. I mean, you know, of course he's he's so ridiculous as it just you know with just his his regular personality, but it's so obvious that whatever he is, he's not in charge. I mean, he clearly doesn't seem to know what what's going on half the time. It isn't with the program. Fauci, Pompeo, these guys are basically correcting him right there. As but that's the, that's the problem. They're trying to correct him. It, the thing is, is I don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest fan of Trump. Okay, there's plenty more out there who's really huge fans. Yeah. Uh, and I have to I have to give him credit where where it's due. Okay. He has figured it out. He has figured out the American people. Yeah. If one of these people say something in front of that podium, all right, we're gonna check it and we're gonna start screaming about it and the internet's gonna grab it. And this is the information age. It really is. And we are in an information war. And like Hillary Clinton said, when she was, remember that when she talked in front of the Senate committee about whatever, and she was like, she said, we are losing the information. This is an information war and we are losing that war. Yeah. Okay. She said it. There's a reason. Okay. That's why she doesn't say things about Trump being on Twitter because she's on Twitter now. She has figured out this is where you got to go, you know, online social media. Sure. And Trump is aware of this. And the thing is, he's got two kids who's all over it, all over the inter- uh, the yeah, Twitter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They're all over. It. And when they see something, they will say something. Let me tell you something. Two got popular. Okay. It's because I did a silly ass, I did a silly ass video. All right. Is Trump a time traveler? And it was a silly video, but I did research and I showed people how I was doing some research on it. It was a, it was a tongue in cheek little thing. Mm-hmm. There's a few curious things that he said that makes you, make you want to go, huh? Right. But, and then that's what I went with. Right. Well, it was, it was because General Flynn liked it. That's yeah. what he did. He liked the video. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. And my, my video, it didn't go viral, but a lot of people subscribed to my channel because of the other content after they saw that. They saw other content, but it wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be monetized right now had it not been for General Flynn. Yeah, well, there's well, he, I, he, and I, 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 hopefully he will, he will uh, be cleared or whatever. That something's going on with his name because that, that was, of course, Roger Stone who had on the show a couple weeks ago has, mm-hmm. uh, has gotten a month reprieve. But uh, by the way, that was a great show. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, it was wonderful. I mean, it was, it was great that that uh, you know that he uh, agreed to appear, and uh, I feel so strongly about that, even if he. If I didn't kind of know him, and he hadn't written the forward to Hidden History, but he—it's—it's uh, it's just ridiculous that he's, especially when they're releasing. I, I've read that some, several violent offenders they released from prison. Somebody claimed that they're re- releasing releasing death row inmates. I find that hard to believe. I got to find the 
a source for that. But regardless, they are releasing some violent criminals, violent prisoners, and uh, because of the COVID, and they want to put a 67-year-old guy who nonviolent, even if you think he's an offender, which I don't think he is, but nonviolent process crimes, why is he going to prison? And nobody's question because they hate Trump so much. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Stone is, is into that. And that's why in the Trump that you really see, you talk about uh, divisiveness, divisiveness in this country, uh, this, this virus now has become so politicized because as I said, the Republicans are blaming China, the Democrats and media are, are blaming Trump. But the people that blame Trump, are it's, it's part of the Trump derangement syndrome. It's kicked in now, and it's irrational because Trump is theoretically approving all this stuff. You can tell he really doesn't. He's not on board with it, but theoretically he is, and he's the president under which all this stuff is happening, and yet somehow they're blaming him, and uh, they're using this as, you know, we have to stay locked down. The Democrats, you can see, no, we can't, oh, we can't reopen because Trump wants to reopen. Mm-hmm. And it's It's... It's mindless. I, I've never seen – I mean I had people uh, that I, knew me for a long time that have deleted me uh, as a friend on Facebook because of my writings on this just because I questioned it. And it's, it's emotional. It's almost like the Holocaust with them or 9-11. It's so emotional. I said – I asked them, why are you so emotionally invested in this? Why is it so important for you to think that millions are, are going to die or something? Why, why would like they want it? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't say this is going to get so bad. It's like, why are you? I'm trying to give you good news, trying right. to be optimistic, which is not my usual position to be optimistic. But they didn't want to hear that, and <clears throat> it's so politicized. And now it's just—it's so ridiculous. I see people all the time. Well, you know, I, I wish Trump would die of this. Why doesn't he resign? And as if that would change anything. I, I don't get it. No, because we get pence. And yeah. that's not that's not an improvement, folks. I don't care what you think. That's not an improvement. We'll be in war in a hotel in a heartbeat. Yeah, okay? I don't. That's, I, I, heartbeat. I can't believe any of the Democrats like Prince, but they hate Trump's personality so much yeah. that mm-hmm. they're willing. They'll they think somehow if we just get rid of him, mm-hmm. and it's and it's the thing that keeps you know keeps one of my toes in Trump's camp is uh, right. <laughs> because of his enemies. Mm-hmm. He's got all the right enemies. And uh, yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Ooh, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's he's great enemies. I you can't take you take that away from him. He really does. Hey, Don, I want to bring up something real quick. It's a PSA of sorts, um, but sure. there is uh, 96.7 Kiss FM in Austin, Texas, has released a statement, and I want to go ahead and um, just do with this PSA real quick. Um, free beef and potatoes distributed this weekend during the hard times of the community, stepping up to help one another. And they'll be distributing 50,000 pounds of locally grown potatoes and 10,000 pounds of ground beef to anyone who comes. Okay. So it's wow. going to be taking place at the Gallatin Valley Mall parking lot. It'll be distributed Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time while supplies last. Please adhere to social distancing guidelines, of course. These are free local Montana potatoes and free Montana ground beef. Wow. Why is it saying Austin then? Yeah. There's something there. Okay, so look it up on yourself. If this is your local area, play, pay attention, spread the word. Friday, to prepare for the event, the Bozeman Fire Department is going to wash a semi-load of potatoes with their pumper truck at the mall at 3 p.m. The public is welcome to come out and watch, but please stay socially distant or perhaps watch from your vehicle. Um, that time has already expired. Sorry, guys. Uh, also, Montana Crane is bringing a cr- 
Ukraine and will be flying their giant American flag. This cannot be, um, this cannot be in Texas because this is all talking about, let's see what we can find here. And I'm sorry about this, but that radio station did say it. But I was, I was just bringing the hope thing. See, I'm bringing up some words of hope here yeah. for those who need food and some people do. Um, but every time Trump comes up with something hopeful, like the HQC, like the um, the other, any anytime he says something hopeful, the media excoriates him. Oh, right? yeah. A month ago, Jim Acosta was like, don't you have any words of hope for the American people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he did come out with some hopeful, hopeful truths, he got, he got slammed for it. And I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand why the American people are putting up with this nonsense. Why? Yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't know why they're putting up with a lot of stuff, but again, in that, in that case, I think that everybody who hates Trump now, because this has become politicized and there's so many that do, they've turned off all their reasoning and yeah. they're just they're buying it just because they sense that Trump, even though he's the president, is not on board with this thing, and so they have to oppose. They have to oppose anything Trump supports. So mm -hmm. they have to be against him. And I, that is, I really noticed the breakdown now. It's like you know what is you know what is wrong with you the people? Disconnect. We, oh my god. Yeah, we can't reopen. Oh my god, dumbasses. And I I posted a picture of the uh, uh, I think it was uh, Ventura County Beach. Long Beach or something. There was a beach in California that uh, mm -hmm. they just went out and just it was it was crowded beyond belief. It was a typical day at the beach. So I just posted that and said, you know, I haven't heard anybody because they can't demonize Southern Californians like right. they did Floridians. Right, Floridians San Bernardino. They're also yeah. at the beach and they're enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, and I they, have a friend out there. Yeah, who's and, telling? He's giving reports. And they're and they're not, uh, you know. And I I just said, you know, why? How come these people aren't rednecks? What's because and again, it's politicized. The Floridians go to the beach while it's assumed they're Trump supporters, and they're doing it because of Trump, whereas the Californians, well, it does not compute, mm -hmm. you know, because we know California is never going to go for Trump, so most of those people presumably uh, are not supporters of Trump. Why are they on the beach? It couldn't just be they're fed up with the stupid order. Cause that's well, true. they're fed up with their own governor. They're fed up with their own local politicians. They are they, they see what's going on in California. They're They're getting it. They're like... Okay, that's enough because you just told us we can't go crazy. That's what California is all about. You know, the California mindset, you know, the, the American dream is part of it is California, you know, and being out on the beach and surfing. I mean, it's a big, it's a huge icon for life in the United States. So yeah. when, when they did that, it's like, because I was asking, I was asking friends, was like, California, what happened to you, man? What happened yeah. to our Californians in the California spirit? Yeah. And they're waking up now. Yeah, they really are. No, that's yeah, that's great. Well, we have only have been a minute and a half. L Lucky, what do you, you have anything to tell your tell them where they can find you? They know, I'm sure, whatever. Or, or, or more <laughs> Mondays and Wednesday nights on Quantum Connections at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I'm also helping host open mic at 2 p.m. during the week on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, 2 p.m. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Elizabeth McCabe. You can recognize me from the, the, the icons down there. Here is True Frequency News. YouTube is True Frequency News. So, yeah, um, thank you very much. And I appreciate you having me on, Don. I wanted to talk it out. I needed to talk today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need, we, need, we need to talk to kindred spirits like this. And mm -hmm. uh, so it's great to have you on. And those of you out there, please uh, follow. I, I need more subscribers to YouTube. I never had Michael Flynn 
uh, like any of my videos. So I, 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 I need, and I need followers on Twitters, but that, you know, I get Jesse Ventura and people like that liking my tweets, but that doesn't do anything. They got to retweet them and they won't retweet. It drives me crazy. So well, it's uh, not just that the Twitter's kind of shadow banning us. So I'll, I'll let you know more about that later. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's I'm not successful there and uh, I'm doing better on Facebook, but I, I'd like to have more supporters there. Blog is donaldjeffries.wordpress.com. Keep it unreal uh, where I write uh, pretty much every other week or so. And uh, so you can catch me there. So until next week, uh, keep on sending forth those tiny ripples of hope. Thank you very much. Lucky for being with us and see you next time when I protest. Good night. Thanks.